Welcome to Fix the Six with Mitzi Hunter. I'm Amber Mack, and I'm so excited to host this conversation about the future of Toronto. Mitzi, let's get started. the biggest topics on Torontonians' minds um, is our budget um, and the giant multi-billion dollar hole that we are in right now. There are uh, a lot of candidates who are talking about um, what you often call magical plans to um, fix this issue. Let's start there. Uh, What's in your plan that makes it realistic and achievable? Well, I just <laughs> happen to have a copy of this plan because the plan to fix the six is is really all about the city that we want. And Amber, we can't sit still. We can't be a do-nothing city and expect different results. That's what I'm sort of pointing out when I say it's magical thinking, because more of the same is not going to fix the the problems that we face in Toronto. And if we don't fix those problems, we're going to be in more serious trouble later on. An example would be the low ridership on the TTC. We still have to subsidize that. Almost half of that billion dollars is just subsidizing our transit system because people are not riding at the same levels that they were before the pandemic began. My plan to fix the six is all about making investments in our city, in key areas. I have six priority areas, and that is what is going to get our our city moving. It's going to get our city headed in the right direction and back on track. Eventually, that is what is going to take care of the budget operating hole that we see, is if we get ridership up and utilized And that's going to start to close that operating hole that we see in our city. Uh, My three and six plan in terms of property taxes that are fair and that are innovative is also going to make sure that we have the budget to implement the plan to fix the six. But it won't do all of it. There will still be a gap. And I have a way of managing that and presenting a balanced budget. But what we really need is to have more and new and different sources of revenue that are coming into cities, and I will be a champion for that as well. Let's talk about property taxes because um, anytime anyone hears the word tax, they they get very nervous. Um, What... um, what is the comparison right now in Toronto compared to other cities and other areas, even in Ontario, in terms of what we're paying in property taxes? Because one of the things I think people don't realize is that our property taxes are, are very low and, and, and too low for a city of this size. And that's why many of these services have, of course, been cut. Of course. Like if you even just step outside of Toronto into the 905 regions around Toronto, whether it's Durham, York, or Peel, you would see that the property taxes are higher in those in those communities than they are in the city. And I mean, as as our capacity to raise uh, revenue is broader, we have uh, a broader commercial and business sector here as well that helps to, um, to offset that for the residents who live here. At the same time, you know, years of not raising property taxes at or slightly above the rate of inflation has really helped to put us in the mess that we're in right now because 
people have been afraid or not inclined to raise the property taxes at a level to maintain services that are needed in the city. And as a result, you can kind of see it in the crumbling infrastructure, in more potholes uh, in and around the city, the congestion that's happening and, you know, who's coordinating that and investing in in making sure we have a well-managed and well-maintained city, the lack of affordable housing and investments in critical infrastructure. And really, sadly, that vulnerable people are being in a state of living on our street and not um, getting this help and the supports that they need on a priority basis. It is costing us whether we want to admit it or not or whether we are investing or not. What I'm looking at is how do we turn this around for Toronto so that we fix those things like housing and services and transit that are needed and that we're also doing it in a way that is affordable to people. Let's talk about property taxes. What is your plan for Torontonians? Well, I committed to Torontonians that before voting day, that they will know exactly what I am proposing. And I've delivered that in my Fix the Six plan. For property taxes, I'm proposing a 6% across the board, which is in line with what residents have seen this year at 5.5%. And it's about $216 on average. That is for people who are able to maybe afford a little bit more in property tax. For those who can't, because I know we're in an affordability crisis, they will be paying 50% of that at 3%, which is below the rate of inflation and is about $108 a year for a household. So that is my fair and different and innovative approach to property taxes. I also haven't forgotten about our small businesses and also our creative activities that are small businesses. They will not see an increase in property taxes at all. We want our main streets to thrive. And as a result, we need to make sure we support those small businesses. This is all about making sure we have what we need in terms of the revenues in our city, but at the same time that people are living well in terms of the affordability and the needs in our city. So when I look at um, your plan and the transparency that you have included throughout, including the budget, uh, it really strikes me, and I've kind of said this since day one, and I'm, I'm so happy to support you, because um, at the end of the day, I do believe that you have the best plan. I do believe it's the most thorough plan. You also have a, a broad range of um, experience. Can you talk about that experience piece as we wrap up this conversation? Because it is a big job. Like you said, there are millions of people in the city of Toronto. We are not in great shape financially right now. How does your background and experience make you the right person at the the right time now to step up and take this role? 20 years ago. I was in the tech sector, you know, this is the emergence of dot-com and, you know, new media, growth companies and startups and on just at the very beginning of online. And I was invited to a meeting at University of Toronto and this was after SARS had hit Toronto and people were no longer visiting us here. There were no more conventions and business leaders gathered to talk about the future of the city. And I was there. Because, you know, I was a CEO of a tech incubator and I was invited. And it was at that moment that I really became a city builder. 
that I put up my hand and I said, I wanted to be part of helping our city to recover and to be part of the solution. And I, I just never stopped doing that. I was, I was always at the table, whether it was at the Toronto City Summit Alliance, which is called at the time, it later became Civic Action, co-chair of the Emerging Leaders Network, looking at the next generation of city builders and how do we get them involved now in building solutions. I remember participating in things like rank ballots and how do we change how we vote for our council and make sure that we have a more participatory way of doing local democracy. I also, you know, moved from business into nonprofit and charitable sector where let me tell you you got to squeeze out every dollar because there's so few of them and you got to deliver services that are sometimes life and death i then moved into housing and deeply into affordable housing you know supportive housing a subsidized housing and really understanding that space always telling truth to power, always looking at things from a solutions lens. And how do we, how do we fix things? How do we get more to provide more services and supports to people? And so after serving as the CEO of Civic Action, I was invited to run for public office in 2013. And I said, yes, I said yes, because I really believe that it was an opportunity to do the most good for the most people and to continue to offer my life as a way of serving the community. And, you know, people say this all the time. It's such an honor to serve and being the MPP definitely was the honor of my life. I got to be education minister and, you know, looking at our 2 million students and how they learn and offering new ways of assisting them to learn and really making a difference in their lives. And now I have the opportunity and the chance of being the mayor of this amazing city that I love. I love Toronto. I truly love this place that I grew up in. And I know that everyone does as well. I also know it can be better. I know that the city that we want is a city where things are working for the people who live here in every part of the city. As someone who grew up in Scarborough, I know what it's like to be on that outside, but needing to be inside at the table in City Hall. And I want to give stronger voice to the people across our city so that we can all work together to fix the six and to have a great city. Thank you so much, Mitzi. Thank you.